All right, let's go over the facts of the case again. The Adsit cabin has suddenly been destroyed in the middle of the night. <gasps> uh, suspected arson, and nobody has any real leads at this time. Oh, no. They saw people attempting to force their way into the building. They were dressed in what I believe passes for finery in this modern age. They look up at you and there are two people that are well-dressed in suits and such. I'm sorry we missed you at the Adsit cabin. Now, see, we can handle the circle down there. We can deal with that. And we can make your job easier and deal with the last one. Right now, it feels to me like an easy paycheck. So go ahead. Somewhere out on Night Island, I was made to understand that I would know it when I saw it. Oh, it is very good that we beat those guys here then. He is almost certain that if this had been triggered by them, all those people would not only be dead, they would be trying to eat you right now. It seems like the first person to go through the door or wherever you're going is probably going to be Albion. I mean, like. Then this is for you and he hands you a brass ring. Yeah, last episode, you went to the municipal plant and you encountered a couple people and um, Charlie and Baz, and you uh, got the drop on them and then got some info out of them and um, figured some stuff out. And uh, now you are... Uh, probably it's tomorrow because we had a Sylvester has a dream sequence. That's the recap. We hey. did it. Good shit. All right. Alrighty. Uh, yep. So morning, cool. Wednesday, January 15th. Holy shit. So yeah, we were given something we could use as a starting point with a librarian and I don't remember what it was. Uh, my mom. Your oh, mom? Yeah. Yeah, Albion mentioned something about Rose's parent, but I think that was uh, Albion mentioning it, not an NPC. Okay. We're going to have to go to the library, as per usual. Um, I will say that the last time um, you, did have, you did have Charlie and Baz give you the location of um, the third ley line tampering site which yeah. is on Night Island, and um, you uh, you were like, hey, stay out of this and let us do it, but I don't know if you trusted them to actually stay out of it. Well, we don't, but they at least know that we're a threat. Mm-hmm. And that crossing us is probably inadvisable. So, yeah, I'd say we should probably head to the library and talk about Gwen's mom, or does the DM want us to do something else? I mean, quite frankly, it's up to you what you want to do. I've just 
uh, reminded you of the things that are, I, I guess, the most closely related to the overall plot for the chapter. Yeah, I I don't know what plot we would get out of Rose's other parent, just because I, as the player, have not really put a whole lot of thought into that. So I don't know. Why don't, uh, Gwen, why don't you and I have some conversation about that uh, outside of outside of now, and mm-hmm. figure figure out a couple things, and then that can be brought up uh, in future episodes whenever you want. Yeah, because that probably is good to talk about. But as of right now, Rose's head is very empty. Okay. So, uh, I guess we probably gotta head to Night Island. Problem is, uh, I don't think the friendship's gonna be the one to take us. Because, uh, we kind of pissed off the captain. So are we going to need to rent a different boat? I think we're gonna have to, yeah. And after I gave him all that bribe money. <laughs> yeah, we also did, uh, force him to endure some shenanigans and capers, so. I mean, did he say he's, like, never gonna work with us again, or were we just assuming? I mean, I think it's a safe assumption to make, but no, he did not say those words. So, I don't know, maybe we should reach out to him first? See if that's a yes or a no? I think he liked you best, Sylvester, so maybe if you wanted to follow that avenue, it might have to be you. Okay. Hi, we need someone who will take us somewhere and not ask questions for money. Also, we'll bring kombucha. I mean, just jealous. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm jealous of your apple cider vinegar with a fancy name. Alright, look, there's no need to be snoopy. Yes, oh, no. Anyway, so, uh, I'm gonna let you make that phone call now. Okay. And now he's actually gonna shoot Cagnia text, asking, um, for updates on what our next session should be. Okay. Uh, uh, Sylvester, yeah, give, give that number a call. Now that it's Wednesday morning. Beep, boop, Let's... beep, beep, boop, boop, beep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Um, hello, uh, this is Captain Rodriguez. Hey. Oh, um, is this, is this Dr. Uh, Cooper Smith? It is. Okay, uh, what do you want on this fine January morning? I was hoping to request the services of you and your vessel once more. I was really hoping that was not why you were calling. Okay. So that's a hard no? Well, let's let's consider our previous outing, where of which I have a lot more questions uh, that still did not quite get answered, to be fair. And one of the members of your party apparently went for a swim. And um, I... You know, I'm not sure that that puts us in good standing for uh, having you back on our our boat, unfortunately. Look, first of all, I... Look, I don't even know that chick. She just does shit, and that's not really my, you know, call to say. But, look, just between you and me, what if I was able to, you know, require your ser- request your services for... A higher fee than last time. Okay, so this is, I think, the second time 
that we've that you've attempted to bribe me and I admit the first time I did accept it so that's on me um second time second second time what is it shame on me at that point I think that's how that expression goes yeah which look on the bright side I mean that extra money could do a really good job you know upgrading your boat uh, okay. Should this be a roll at this yeah, point? Yeah, this is a roll now. Okay. What am I rolling? You are, you are rolling. Um, uh, which which do you think this is a roll for? Do you think this is a rapport roll or because you are trying to convince somebody to do something, or alternately, it actually this could be a resources roll using the money talks trapping. Okay. To try to get what you want by flashing enough cash. Okay. So I'm going to say this is a resources roll, and your target is going to be three. Mm hmm. I got a four. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I did have. I did need to replace. No. Hey. <clears throat> Excuse me. I do have a few things that need replacing, and business has not been especially great lately. Um, you would think with increased champ sightings that people would want to go out on the lake more, but uh, right now that doesn't seem to be the case. So, And I mean, tourist season is a little while away, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, last season wasn't that great, so... <sighs> All right, fine. Look, it keeps... It keeps the lights on and it keeps food on the table, so sure. You know, what What did you have in mind? I forgot. Where are we going again? Night Island? Night Island, there might be a light show. Uh, do I tell him about the light show or no? <laughs> I feel like we should tell him that he doesn't have to worry about the light show. Okay, so we're going to the light show on Night Island. You don't have to worry about it. That's... that's only ever said by people who anybody who says that means that I really should worry about it. Look, just you can just drop us off, do, you know, and then just pick us up in a couple hours and you'll be dollars richer. <sighs> Throw in a five-star Yelp review and I'll do it. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> I'll do that shit right now. <laughs> thank you you're welcome and uh he uh you hash out details for uh when and where yep make that check well, i mean out. the where is pretty well covered yeah we're gonna make that check out to cash <laughs> all right so you have successfully bribed your way into acquiring the services of captain rodriguez again you're welcome everyone <laughs> Thank you. And we are... I, I feel like all of us should each give him a five-star review. Yes. Yes, you should. Is there a boat Uber? It's uh, called Uber. Yelp. Uh, okay, hold on. We gotta address that Tom just said Boober? <laughs> I hate that. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I also do. <laughs> we actually have that here in New York City. It's called Water Taxi. Oh. Yeah. Boober. No, no, water taxi. Up. That's much better. <laughs> Tom, you you stop. You stop. It's technically not an Uber. It's basically just 
boats that go across the river from Manhattan to Brooklyn and Manhattan to Queens. I want to take a fun little city boat. So it's like, hey, you want to take a boat and like not the Staten Island Ferry because it's gross? Because <laughs> who goes to Staten Island of their own free will? <laughs> That's fair. Our friend, we have a friend who lives on Staten Island and she would agree with you. It's true. First time I went, I was like, where are we going? She's like, we have to take the boat. And I'm like, why are we taking a boat to go somewhere? We're in New York City. What is this? <laughs> anyway. uh, all right. So when are you planning on going out to Night Island exactly? What's today? Tonight, obviously, at nighttime. Oh, we are going tonight. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, does anyone have any plans for the day before everyone heads out? Albion's going to go pick up ammo at several different stores. Okay. Question. Yes? Is Warden Beaumont, um, has he been kept abreast of this particular plan? Oh, we haven't talked to him yet, no. Should one of us do that? I don't think he has been in the loop, but I think we should bring him. Because I, Gwen, enjoy him as a character very much. And I think he is very fun to hang out with as Ro. <laughs> also, he's the only one that was able to go down to the thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we probably need his help. He's smarter than all of us. <laughs> In this scenario, yes. <laughs> Correct. True. Alright, so I just, said, I just I'm gonna give him a quick call. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, he's you don't have to do much convincing. Um, you have the location of where you're trying to go, and he knows what it's for, so he's just going to go with you. Excellent. All right. So I'm just picking um, up um, oh, yeah, handgun uh, ammo, shotgun ammo. Uh, uh, oh, and um, Cagney is asking uh, if Saturday works for you. I'm going to say yes, Saturday works fine. Great. So I presume that the rest of today passes pretty much uneventfully and that you are going to just head out to Night Island on the Friendship under the watchful eye of one Captain Rodriguez, who uh, he's, he says, oh, ah, you're booking for five and not four. Um, he looks at Sylvester and just says, you do, you realize that that does change the rate. Uh, yeah. I've got okay. a duffel bag that has my guns in it. Anyway, I'm going to grease I'm not opening it. <laughs> also, I would like to say, and I'm willing to tag my aspect trunk full of bullshit for it, that I have uh, Noctis crafted iron slugs for my shotgun. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, that's, that's definitely going to be a fate point that you have to spend on that. Okay. I don't have many of them. I have... Like, three. Okay. Three cool. or four. We're going to say four. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting more than that off of a single fate point. Yeah. Okay. So it's nighttime again on Lake Champlain, and uh, you are headed out to Night Island in the middle of the lake. And uh, as you... As you are making your way there, I would like everybody to make me um, an alertness roll with a target of five. Three. All right, that is a neutral, so that's a three. Two. Five. Okay. Um, cool. 
as as the boat is making its way uh, across the the water, uh, there's not there's not a lot of moonlight right now. It's very it's largely cloudy, uh, so it's not easy to see a lot uh, in the the blackness of the lake. Uh, but Des, you do you, you think you notice uh, just out the corner of your eye something in the water, but um, if you did notice something, it's gone. Uh, you like it's it's impossible to see anything there currently. Okay. All right. So the captain asks uh, to just anybody who would care. Um, so why are we heading out to a state park tonight that's not open? Well, for recreational purposes, it's uh, something that uh, I'm sure that uh, wouldn't be like super tomorrow. interesting. Okay, yeah. Uh, is this legal recreation or? Look, if you think we're like doing drug shit, no, it's not that. Well, okay. I mean, a certain amount of that would be legal, but like, yeah. Just, just making sure that um, I don't have to. I don't know. I. If I if I get asked, I would like to have an answer as to why I am currently carrying five people out to a not open state park. Real quick, is that TV audio coming through? Not that I can tell. Okay, good. I was really worried about it. All right. Anyway, um, look, it's not anything illegal. I can assure you of that. That is not planned. We're just a. Uh... It's really complicated. I don't really want to bore you with the details. Okay. Plus, I'm not really sure how I would explain. But honestly, you're just going to drop us and come back for us in a few hours, and then it won't be your problem. And I think you might be better off having plausible deniability. Oh, that makes me feel so much more comfortable. I'm sorry, I know I'm not helping, but, uh, I'm just... <clears throat> Sylvester, can you take over? I'm bad at this. Okay, um, it's better that you don't know. Okay, yep, great. That's, yep, that's the same answer. Okay, I, I guess I, uh, I guess I'm just not gonna know. And you know what? I've decided that I'm going to be okay with that right now. There you go. That's a spirit. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a while because we have to go around Grand Isle. Uh, okay. So you... Yeah, you have... Uh, you... <laughs> Captain Rodriguez is just generally not a huge fan of everything that's going on, but at the same time, you have paid him a lot of money to just sort of be quiet and deal with it. Um, even though it, this is, this feels kind of like a mob run of like, you know, just put this package here and, uh, we'll pay you for it. You know, that sort of thing. So he's, he's probably feeling like there's some sort of contraband thing going on right now. Um, Warden Beaumont is just in the back, uh, just sort of looking around nervously as though he's 
not really paying attention to that part of the conversation at all. It seems like his attention is elsewhere. Who would be in the back with Beaumont? Probably Albion at this point. You were up front talking with uh, Rodriguez. I thought I could move, Mike. I'm talking about concurrent things, Tom. Your feet are planted on the boat. They're glued down. We're stuck. <laughs> you, you, met, you met Kevin James, and he shot you with a big sticky mess. Oh, God. A grenade launcher that shoots glue foam. Anyway, Rose in the back of the boat. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, if you can easily notice that, um, despite the conversation going up at the, the bow over here in the stern, Beaumont is paying no attention to any of it. Uh, I feel like you're perceptive enough to understand, like, what's being talked about and all that, and like, oh, I, you know, wondering why he maybe isn't weighing in. Hey, uh, hey, Beaumont. Oh, oh, hmm, Ro? You okay there, bud? You kind of look in, um, not all there. I'm trying to pay attention to uh, a lot of different things that maybe are not immediately visible. Because we are, we are heading somewhere where we don't really know what's waiting for us, but based on the last two things that we encountered um it's probably not good we don't know if our our necromancer is going to be there or not and from what i understand you don't know if your uh mob friends he says with air quotes are going to be there either so yeah um a few a few things that I'm just trying to pay attention to, especially because I guess they're yeah the ley line tampering at the last two sites like I I'm trying to figure out what is going on with all of that. Okay, well, I mean, if there's anything I can do to help you, buddy, I'm uh I'm here for you. Just just keep a watchful eye, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I'm on it. I don't want to be here right now, so I'm, uh... I definitely get where you're coming from with the, the not knowing what's going on. That makes two of us. Good talk. Yep, great, great talk. Uh, and <laughs> Ro goes in for a high five. Um, Beaumont just looks at you slightly confused and, uh, just gently puts his hand up to yours. Okay, um, I'm gonna go up there now, and I walk away from him. <laughs> All right. Yep, <laughs> you walk up to where the, the whole, like hey, why is this even a thing we're doing conversation has been sort of wrapping up. But, um, yep, you uh, you are traveling on the darkened lake around Grand Isle, which is a, a pretty sizable island in the middle of the lake. It's, uh, 
it's not the one you can see from from the dock where you are. Actually, you have to go around the corner up past Colchester and Milton and the town of Georgia and St. Albans City. So it's a bit of a hike on the lake. Uh, does anybody have anything that they want to do as the boat is, is traveling? Because it will be a little while. I'm just going to try and do something real quick to reassure uh, Rodriguez that we're not... I, I just don't... I feel really bad. See, my concern is you're actively trying to convince him we're not doing anything wrong, but it makes us seem more sketchy. Yeah, cut that shit out. <laughs> like, you're trying so hard to be good that it's a little like, I don't know about this guy. To be fair, that's everybody right now. <laughs> oh yeah, we're definitely not a a cool-looking crew. You seem like the one member of the gang robbing the bank that's trying to, like, calm the hostages down. <laughs> that's the- that's the image I'm trying to avoid! <laughs> I mean, I think I've- I think I've thought of a pretty good cover story, if you guys wanted to, like, try to implement that. Sure, what's the story? Well, it's you know how it is. Go ahead and say it, you have a character here. <laughs> you are here. Uh, well, it's like, um... I mean, I do have my business cards. We could always just tell them that we're doing a midnight seance on an abandoned island. You know what? That's that's probably good, because just, just play it off that Albion's embarrassed and everyone's embarrassed about it. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, ghosts aren't and real. And that's why Beaumont's <laughs> wearing robes and has a staff. <laughs> well, yeah, he's the seance wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I want yeah, you to try to convince Captain Rodriguez of this. Go for it. I want this <laughs> conversation to happen on our show. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, so she's going to take one of her business cards out of her pocket and kind of tap uh, Captain Rodriguez on the shoulder and though. Um, hi, uh, Captain? Yes. Uh, trying to focus here. It is a little dark. Oh, um, well, uh, I... I'm sorry, it is dark. Yeah, I, I know you probably can't see it very well, but uh, can, can I just uh, give you give you my business card here? Uh, like, uh, I, I know that um, it's, <laughs> it's it's a little weird, but uh, I'm actually a medium no, psychic. Uh, and they're, they're a little embarrassed to admit it, but like, we're just going out to the island because it's you know, nice, quiet place, um, and there's not too many lights, and it's under the open sky, because actually, um, we're actually going to be doing a midnight seance, and uh, most of these people are non-believers, but, uh, you know, some of some of us are also, you know, she points at uh, Beaumont, I want to believe! <laughs> so, uh, you, you you can relax. It's it's okay. It's just, uh, you know, Dr. Moneybags over there just uh, really wants to contact his grandmother. And we're just looking for a quite secluded space uh, that we can hold our seance. It's just going to be pretty uh, low-key, quiet, and uh, then we'll all go home after and have a real spoopy experience. <laughs> it's perfectly legit. I mean, I do this sort of thing all the time. I mean, you know, like, my, my, my number is, right, again, pointing in the dark at the business card. It's, it's right there. He, he just sort of stares... Uh, he stares forward kind of expressionless uh, and uh, just sort of like taking this in and uh, 
he he replies, you know, I don't even care if I believe that story. At least it's something I can tell anybody who asks. You know what? Sounds good. I'll take it. I will take it. All right. Excellent. Um, I'm glad that, you know, we're kind of on the same page again. And I just, you know, I'm glad that that helps uh, calm you down a bit. Yeah. I'm going to go do psychic things on the side of the boat now. Bye. Uh, that, you know what? That sounds like a good, t- wait, ho- whoa. Hey, uh, look over there. He he points to uh, just some spot in the inky blackness of of the lake surface. I, oh man, I thought I saw something. <laughs> you know, if anybody on this boat would have uh, would have been up for seeing Champ, I suppose it would have been you, huh? Well, I thought I saw something earlier. Uh, I can. Are you guys pointing out that something's happening to Al? Can Alvin hear them say that? Probably. Yeah, I'm going to take a gander out at where he was pointing. Uh, the lake over there is, well, it's it's about as still as anywhere else on the lake. Um, there's, you know, the, the wind is still, like, it's not a heavy wind, but it's enough to sort of cause little ripples and such across the surface. So you can't necessarily see anything out of the ordinary right now. But uh, I would like to... I think it's safe to assume that Albion would have, like, a maglite with him. And that's coming out. Okay. Uh, it... Yeah, it looks like you can't see anything unusual right now. Can I do a check? Um, because I'm sort of curious if, uh, this is actually possibly champ, or if this is mecha champ, and if it's mecha champ, that's not good, that it's following us. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about Rowan. Oh. Okay. Uh, what kind of check do you want to do? What are you What are you asking? Uh, some sort of maybe like a lore check, like you know, put out my psychic powers to try to sure. see if I can feel anything under the water. I'm gonna say that. Well, across running water, that's gonna be much harder. So, uh, I will say sure, and your target is going to be, um, your target for your lore check is gonna be six. All blanks, yeah. Uh, that's a lore four, but um, I do not mind tagging an aspect. I mean, I'll do haunted, haunted mouthpiece of the supernatural because I'm trying to work some supernatural magic at this point. You're just extending your supernatural sense out. Yes. Okay. Um. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I accept that as a justification for a fate point. And uh, you extend your senses out, and you you know that it's going to be much more difficult to pick anything up. So the fact that you you feel something is unusual uh, somewhere around you. You don't know where. It, you don't think. You don't feel like it's close by. Like oh, a ghost right behind me, sort of sensation. But there's definitely some sort of supernatural weirdness in the air about you. You just can't really tell where it's from or what it is at all. Mm, It's a vague sensation.
didn't hear you come in there. Greetings and welcome to episode 19's ad break. I know we want to thank you very much for listening. I know that this episode can be a bit on the spoopy side, but it's getting colder out there. It's almost that spoopy season. So that's what you want anyway, isn't it? That's the content that you're here for. Anyway, thank you again for listening. Um, podcasting can be a wonderful form of self-care, which is so important during these current times. However, it is also important to take care of the true heroes of quarantine. No, not him. No, not her either. Guys, I'm talking about our beloved furry friends with the toe beans, our pets. That's why today's ad break is brought to you by Chewy.com. Chewy is a leading online resource for pet supplies of all kinds. Key differentiators include unparalleled customer service. They're available to their customers 24-7 across phone, email, chat, and social media, even holidays and weekends. They are dedicated to exceeding customer expectations. Charitable work, Chewy's Rescue and Shelter Network is committed to supporting nonprofit organizations that help animals in need. Uh, they have an auto ship that allows you to schedule regular deliveries of your pet supplies so you never run out of pet food or other essentials ever again. Pharmacy. They've got a licensed and accredited pharmacy that makes Chewy a one-stop shop for all of your pet's needs, including both prescription foods and medications. They also have direct fulfillment. Chewy fulfills all orders directly. Consumers can rest assured of the quality of the product their pet receives since they do not use resellers or other partners to fill the orders. Chewy's Evergreen offers. Uh, you can save 30% on your first auto ship order with Chewy. You can save an extra 5 to 10% off of every auto ship order. Uh, there's a $4.95 flat rate shipping fee or free shipping on orders over $49. They have over a thousand brands that you know and love. The link to get $15 off for the new customer uh, link is https colon backslash backslash bit.ly backslash chewy ppn. Thank you very much to Pocket Podcast Network for hosting our little show. We love it here. Uh, they include other wonderful shows like No Dice, which has some really cool people, Gold Tank, which has really cool people, and Steampunks, which has really cool people. Uh, we have a Twitter and Facebook, uh, so you can find us at GMMCast. We rely on word of mouth. Um, you can at us at GMMCast. Uh, feel free to tweet about the show, and you could have an NPC named after you. Today's episode has Captain Rodriguez, who is named for Nico Rodriguez from A Fool's Quest. You can find him on Twitter at NicoRodDM. We are doing a special Q&A episode uh, for our one-year anniversary. Oh my gosh, yay! Uh, so feel free to ask us all those burning questions that you have um, at hashtag AskGMMCast. We do have a Discord server, uh, and uh, it's pretty active. It's a lot of fun, lots of wonderful, cool people. We have weekly Jackbox games, which are a lot of fun, so come play games with us, and then have a wonderful, stirring argument about beer versus gin and tonics. We may never know the answer. 
Uh, I also want to take a moment just to thank Tom Freitag because he does such a great job as our social media manager. He manages our Twitter, our Facebook page, our Discord, and he does a terrific job wearing the, all those hats. I know I could never do that sort of thing. So if you see him, you know, give him a big old pat on the shoulder. Let him know what a great job he does. Also, uh, please do go out there and register to vote. Um, if you don't want to go out in those crowds, get that absentee ballot. I know I'm awaiting mine as we speak. And vote out Donald Trump. I cannot emphasize that enough. Anyhow, thank you again so much for listening. It is time to get back to the episode. So, Enjoy! Hi, I'm Daniel, game master of the actual play podcast, No Dice. Join magic assholes Ixen. There's a score between me and doors, and so far, doors are zero. Perry. They definitely have a lot of daggers happening. They're, they're hiding in various spaces. That's what I do. Sayersha. I always love getting stories from adventurers. I, I really wish I could just have, you know, one of my own. And a whole host of guest players. He, like, puts himself into a barrel, and then he, like, puts it over himself, and he walks out of the place. <laughs> I feel like such a badass. I'm under, I'm underneath him, like, ha! <laughs> like a poison ivy. Yeah, poison ivy. <laughs> I'm gonna do what a cleric does, and that's smash. She she comes barreling forward and just goes, coming in hot! You can find No Dice on the first Friday of every month on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or PocketPodcastNetwork.com. Yeah, they gotta find a necromancer. Yeah, they fought all the necromancers. And then they killed the necromancers. I want to be reminded of uh, the time of day that y'all are going out to uh, this particular it's island. It's nighttime. Yeah, it was right. beginning night. to nighttime or nighttime already. Because midnight yeah. seance. <laughs> okay, so yes, it is. it is the late now. Okay. After a while of traveling in what I assume is mostly silence... Uh, having expended your awkward conversations for the day, or at least reached your quota, uh, the group sees a dark shape cut through the dark of the water, and you know that this would be Night Island that you're approaching. So as you are making your way to Night Island, you can you can see that there is um, a bridge crossing from night island to the island you just passed and um you can't see any other bridge on the other side of night island right now because it's just too dark so you find yourself on the shore of night island with captain rodriguez uh politely helping you off of the boat and uh he's going to just sort of head away for a bit was it and then come back at a time to pick you up is that, that what the plan to... was? I think so. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Just wanted to be sure. All right. Uh, so you've now set foot on the uh, the dark, rocky shore of Night Island. And not far... Uh, it's There's not a lot of shore to really take in, and it heads up to uh, grass and trees almost immediately. Uh, little cabins and uh, open bits of, uh, of of grass under the tree canopy 
which of course is um, non-existent right now because it's still the middle of winter. But those open patches there are clearly for for camping, uh, for picnics, whatever you would do when the actual campsites are open. Uh, how do you approach? You don't know where on Night Island you're looking for. You just know it's here. Well, I have an idea of how we can approach it. Or me specifically. Yeah, I think we all know what's happening. Albion's opening the site. All right, Albion, you open the site and you know exactly what you are looking for. So where are you looking to try to find it? Um, I'm just trying to, I guess, find any residual trails that could lead me to it. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of doing a sweep of the island's landscape from the dock we're on. Okay. All right. You may want to not go that quickly because you remember you're going to be remembering the entire panorama of whatever you take in forever. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, first things first is we're going to have you roll, um, we're going to have you roll, is it discipline or, uh, cause I believe it is a mental attack. Yes, it's discipline than lore. So roll a discipline, uh, against the things that you are seeing and your target is six. All right, that's a that's three pluses plus one discipline, a stat I really got a buff, and um, all right, I'm gonna have to tag an aspect uh, to get through this. Okay, uh, Odin, blessed stalker of shadows. We're in the shadows. I am hunting for something in particular. I feel like that's gonna help strengthen my conviction. Okay, I'll take your fate point. You find what you were looking for which is a trail to follow. And the trail that you can follow is the diverted ley line, which is why the thing you were looking at was an intense sort of psychological uh, or mental attack. Roll me a lore to try to understand what you're seeing. And what's my target? Six again. All four pluses, so that hits six. Wow. You should really be facing more repercussions for using the site as often as you do. But <laughs> hey, dice just be like that sometimes. Particularly with you. You have a good set of dice and I'm stealing it. At some point, yeah, you can. They might not like you as much as they like me. Well, okay. Good luck with mine. They don't tend to roll great. <laughs> so, yes, you can you can comprehend what you're looking at. It is very similar to the thing that you were not expecting to see the first time that you were out with Captain Rodriguez. And it is a ley line that has all of the sort of the understanding that you now have of something that is being diverted or the flow of it has been affected in some way. And you are able to trace this just brilliant, almost blinding uh, kind of light to a pr- an approximate source. So it gives you a trail to follow and somewhere that you can actually try to go to try to find what you're looking for. Alright, is it actually on that island or is it north to Damius Island? It's actually, you, you can't tell for sure because you're on the south part of the island, but 
it at least gives you a pretty narrow focus of your search. Because you are literally looking at a thing that is a line. Alright. Yeah, I'm going to turn off the site. And you can do that because you didn't take damage. Congrats. Had to spend a fate point not to, so I got up off that stat soon. Anyway. Um, yeah, Albion's just going to kind of... Uh, Alright, I found us something. Let's move. Lead the way. Alright, Albion's going to start leading the way, following the trail as best he can remember it, because he can remember it perfectly. That is true. So, following the trail is not following any actual marked trail. Uh, obviously, ley lines do not care about what you have built on top of them or around them. Um, except for this one, because, you know, it's not going where it ought to, perhaps. So, uh, you you are able to sort of walk through the the blackness of this this island. Uh, it is a particularly dark night, as we said. It was cloudy. What light sources do you have? Uh, the mag light that is currently strapped to the um, end of my shotgun. Sick. So anybody who rolls up on you is just is gonna get that. Okay. Uh, you know what? That's fair. So, okay. So you do have a light source, and uh, it is not discreet, because it's a mag light, and that's, I mean, it is what it is. So, uh, as you are traveling along, I would love everybody to make me an alertness roll with a target of three. That is neutral. Uh, but I have an alertness of plus three, so I do just hit it. I got a four. Five. Strong rolls. What about you, Dr. Coopersmith? Uh, zero. Zero. Okay. Uh, you're the only one that did not pass, so... Uh, if you want to spend fate point, sure. If not, that's fine. Nah. Okay. So, uh, mostly the alertness is for, uh sort of seeing the ground and the how things are uh like the terrain you're walking over because it's it's got snow on it um and occasionally there are like tree roots and stuff that uh you try to step into the snow and the uh the thick roots of the tree like kind of get caught under your heel uh, most of you are not having any difficulty from this, but oddly enough, uh, Sylvester is having the hardest time traversing the the landscape right now. So it's just slowing you down a little bit as you have to walk a little more carefully. All right. So you pass, uh, you pass some more small structures, uh, little little cabin-like buildings, and uh you start to realize that the the direction that you got pointed is leading you into a graveyard. Ooh. Just just straight into a graveyard. Oh, how delightful. I mean, you are hunting a necromancer after all, so I feel like maybe one of you should have seen this coming. Yep. Can I do a lore check? You certainly can. And your target is going to be three. 
That's a four. Yeah, something feels real spooky. And you are standing in the middle of a graveyard, and it definitely feels like a spooky graveyard feeling. Uh, but, you know, just more so than normal. Well, for you, I suppose the normal is you're surrounded by ghosts. So, you know, it doesn't feel like the regular graveyard feel for you specifically. Okay, because like uh, normally she doesn't mind graveyards, but if this one actually feels off in some way. Yeah, your your supernatural senses are tingling. Ooh, okay. Uh, oh, Albion. Uh, this uh, normally I don't feel like this, but this uh, this place is kind of spooky. I'm a little spooked right now. Well, I mean, we shouldn't be that surprised. But all right, eyes open, eyes up. Let's see what we can find here. Try and find that ritual circle if we can. Okay. So, I am going to have you all do an investigation check. Uh, and your base target is going to be two. And every two above that is going to get you better details. <laughs> That's a one. Five. Negative four. <laughs> so I got a two. Okay. Wonderful. So, uh, Sylvester gets some info, and also Des gets some info, unless the other people that rolled real bad are going to throw fate points at it, but that's that's up to you. Do you want to just continue with the rolls you guys got? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to just let Des take point. Okay. All right. So, um, Darius, uh, Dr. Cooper Smith does notice that uh, a lot of these graves are old. Um, they, they seem to date back to some, you know, like Civil War era, maybe older, because uh, this, you know, it's been around a while and you are in Vermont. And you do notice that there is a mausoleum, you know, good times, old school graveyards and mausoleum having when they are a sufficient size. It just seems like that just kind of happens eventually. So you do spot one of those uh, in the in the dark. Christine, uh, you're investigating and you do have. Well, you're armed with a knowledge of history being a local and being sensitive to the supernatural, especially in graveyards. So um, you have a bit of a moment where you start walking towards your destination and become completely lost in thought. Desdemona, you are reflecting on the last time that you set foot inside of a mausoleum with Roe. And the circumstances were 
somewhat uh, unusual, you might suggest. This was this was the first time that you had met this young woman back in the fall, and you ha- got into a bit of an escapade with her rather quickly as this young woman arrived on your doorstep and just sort of needed a place to hide. And you very quickly realized that she was hiding from some mob folks that were after her. The mob folks you now recognize as Charlie and Baz. Mm -hmm. You didn't know who they were at the time. All you knew was that they were trying to find Roe and that you and Roe both knew about the realities of the magical world to some extent. This was also the first time that you ever met the librarian. Yes. This is why you know the way into the librarian's domain. The librarian was the key to solving your problems with Roe. Uh, where the librarian gave you some very specific information uh, that you needed. Uh, they, the librarian traded specific information by giving you a job, which was returning a, an overdue book. And that overdue book belonged to a dead Civil War social, soldier. A dead Civil War soldier, which is where your unique talents came in and why you were in that mausoleum. Unfortunately, Charlie and Bez managed to track you both to that mausoleum where Roe was desperately attempting to barricade herself in so that you could finish summoning spiritual energy to the ghost of the Civil War soldier to retrieve the book from its resting place in that cemetery. Um, how, how are you feeling right now as you start hearing them bash against the door? Um, that it's a very overwhelming feeling, uh, trying to focus on the task at hand, um, to do, uh, the summoning to speak with the soldier and at the same time, um, bit of fight or flight, uh, and just wanting to continue to stay safe and to make sure that Roe is safe as well, hoping that they don't get in. Okay. Um, make me, make me a roll to try to summon that that energy to help uh this this ghost manifest and grab what he needs so that's going to be a discipline roll and roll at one lower than your current so one less die no one less number on your skill uh discipline is four minus one minus one two you are distracted by everything going on you know that it's a race against time to try to uh give this spirit the energy it needs to manifest correctly um and you you hear the thud against the door and you see that roe has piled whatever she could find against the door to try to barricade it but you realize that she's run out of options for trying to barricade herself in you're vaguely aware that she has been trying to argue, like, to try to dissuade them from attempting to enter, but diplomacy has clearly failed, and you see this new person that you've just met has run out of words and run out of objects. Roll discipline again. Okay. Is it still at a minus one? 
Yes. Okay. Uh, four. Okay. You you know that you are running out of time. Uh, you can hear things start to like you can hear this old door is starting to creak and perhaps will give way shortly. So you provide a burst of uh, just inspired energy to this spirit and you feel like it should be back by now with the book already. Like you've, you've given almost everything you can and it doesn't seem like it's enough. And you're vaguely aware in your memory of the banging getting much louder than it should possibly have gotten for two people banging their shoulders against a door. And you hear uh, through your your sort of uh, half trance, you hear a cut off curse and then the banging stops and the door falls open and there's no one outside it anymore. And that's when your spirit returns with the book. Your eyes snap open, and you are in a not dissimilar mausoleum. Of course, you don't have a bunch of objects piled up against a door to prevent people from getting in. Um, you realize that you're standing in there with Roe, and also the other two. Uh, so there, you have to shake off that sort of dreamlike feeling of familiarity uh, from this flashback, from this... Uh, moment that you were revisiting from when you and Roe first met and when you definitely first met Charlie and Baz who you have no idea how they disappeared why or really where to until Roe heard something about them being picked up in Canada for uh, like illegal border crossing but they're you just know that uh, they're back here in Burlington that you're in a mausoleum trying to beat them to the chase instead of them trying to get to you. And what now that you're sort of aware and Albion has a flashlight, you're aware that uh, your friends are talking to you and trying to point things out to you. For instance, that the that there is a, a door that leads down into uh, the crypt below the mausoleum and it is open. So, uh, you, you all right there, Des? Oh, yeah, um, I'm okay. Just, uh, a little bit of deja vu, that's all. Huh. I feel like at any moment there's going to be some mafia people popping up to try to come back and get us again, right here in this mausoleum. Alvin's going to just turn and look outside the door to make sure no one's out there right now. Um, make me an alertness roll. Target three. Alrighty, that is a five. Okay. You stare out into the dark of the night, but you don't see any shapes moving around you or outside of the mausoleum. I mean, I don't see any mafiosos right now, so uh, I'd say we're good. I'm more worried that Shadrach's going to be down there, though. I mean, yeah, that is a worrying thought. Either way, we're fucked, so what's it matter? 
Yeah, maybe I should take point. Hey, Diz, do you still have that, uh, that ring? That, uh... Wait, is Beaumont with us? Yeah, Beaumont is with you. Yeah. And okay. you, and you Tom, your have... character has the ring, mine has the flash bomb. Oh yeah, no, alright. So Abby's gonna actually put the ring on. Very dramatic-like. <laughs> okay. And yeah, you realize gonna... that, uh, you realize that Beaumont hasn't said much of anything. Um, as you recall from the boat, he seems to be trying to keep his eye open for uh, supernatural threats, and he's been pretty focused on, on, I guess, taking up the rear and making sure that everybody is, is safe. So uh, he does pipe up now uh, to mention that, yeah, you, you do still have those things, so uh, good good for us for having those, I guess. Um, yeah, that mausoleum door being open, somebody's definitely beat us here. Somebody's definitely down there. I don't... I don't know if I feel good thinking about the implications of that. Albion's gonna turn off the flashlight, take it off of his... Uh, um, hand... I, I assume we have more than one flashlight, right? Probably, like, on our cell phones. Yeah, so Albion's just gonna turn off the flashlight and be like, I'm gonna head down first. Keep quiet. And Albion is gonna try and sneak his way down. Okay. Make me a stealth roll. Stealth is not a skill I have, but... That is still three pluses. And I'm okay. gonna... Do myself a favor and tag... Odin, Blessed Stalker of Shadows again. Okay. Nice. Alright. Uh, cool. So, you are in almost uh, no we, light right now. Before we go, Albie's just going to be like, I want you guys to wait a few seconds and come down behind me, but give me a good head start. And then he's going to head in. Okay. So you you have, like, no light source, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you are very carefully making your way down these, stair, uh, these steps into the crypt, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... You you head down a little bit, um, and uh, you without the light source, obviously it's extremely dark down there. Uh, there's no natural light coming in at all. Um, the any moonlight that would have been filtering through the clouds basically stopped uh, in inside the mausoleum only a little bit because there's only one door in there too, and you're. Your eyes start adjusting to the darkness, and you can start to see your way down the stairs. Make me an alertness roll, target three. All right, that's going to be a six alertness. Okay, so your eye, like your pupils, can dilate to take in more ambient light, and you can see in the dark you know it just your vision adjusts uh to the dark to try to take in as much information as possible it's not possible for your eyes to adjust this much though and also it's uh usually a little less purple there is a vague light coming from in the crypt that is allowing you to see 
a little bit. Uh, definitely more than you should be able to see right now. And with right. that alertness roll, um, I'm going to say that your uh, <laughs> your fight or flight response, uh, since you've got such a good alertness roll, your fight or flight response is going off massively. All right. I'm going to quietly press forward. Okay. Gun ready. All right. Um, uh, I'm going to have you make me a discipline check and your target is three. I should probably describe what you're rolling against. Okay. You are rolling against a sensation in your own brain that is telling you to turn and run. I rolled and I hit three. For discipline. I got two pluses. Okay. So And Albion is going to just sort of focus on that feeling and basically mentally just stare back at it and sort of remember some of the like lessons from the Noctis, like the times he would spar with um Jurgen. Or the times where he would be out in some like, abandoned graveyard in the middle of the Midwest with Alistair, and everything would feel wrong, and he would still have to keep going. And he's just going to keep holding on to that lesson of, we don't turn away from danger, we walk into it so other people don't have to. Okay. As you continue to make your way, um, you realize that your eyes are adjusting more or the light is the sort of perverse, not really light is getting brighter and stronger one way or the other. You realize that you're reaching the bottom of the stairs into the crypt and you look up and you, you can see the outlines of two figures who are faced away from you. And you have a pretty strong suspicion about who those two figures are, but they don't seem to have taken any notice of you. Albion is going to back quietly up the stairs until he is in visual range of the others, who I assume are following through the purple light and could probably see him now. I'm going to actually interrupt you yep. because as you start backing, something <laughs> does happen. And taking your old, like, very good alertness roll, I'm just going to say that it kind of rolls forward. Um, you can tell that they are doing something to something and that they, you can hear a little bit of their whispered conversation. You can't totally make out what they're saying, but you can feel the tone of their conversation change. Uh, and you hear the whispers and soft voices turn panicked. Make me an alertness roll, and your target is again a three. All right, that is plus one. My alertness is three, so that's a four. Okay, so you, you are not caught completely off guard by this. Uh, you see that they are... 
they have turned and are attempting themselves to run but there is a good amount of crypt between you and them and you see them turn and run toward you whether or not they know you're there you don't know this is all happening very quickly it's Charlie and Bass isn't it it's very difficult to tell you said I was pretty sure I knew so you're pretty sure it's Charlie and Baz, but it is still difficult to tell because it is oh, still right. dark. I'm just going to turn the maglite on my shotgun on and start backpedaling. Be like, all right, why are we running? Um, okay, you are backpedaling and uh, they... Gun is raised, by the way. Yes. Uh, Charlie and Baz, you can now tell it is them. Uh both are startled by the light and put their hands up to shield their face and then realize like they have to get over their own involuntary reaction and they start running uh, again toward you just not even bothering to stop and now I need you my friend to make me a discipline roll um you have that ring right yeah okay Good. Roll me a discipline roll, and your target is eight. What? Well, good thing you have that ring. My God. What does the ring do? So, you're about to find out that the ring is a block. It has a block on it that uh, prevents magical energies from uh, harming you, at least to a certain extent. It is a block of five. All right, that's three pluses, so that's a four. All right, and on top of the uh, the reactionary, uh, it's the, the ring just sort of comes on reflexively as a reaction to this happening. Uh, however, it does not prevent you from being blown backwards by the force of it as that sort of that dank ominous purple light pulses out from something in a flash of uh, wind and sound and you are going to roll backwards up the stairs a little ways so I'm going to have you make me an athletics roll to reduce uh, the effect of this how much damage you take from this. Mm, that's a one. I rolled a minus one. Okay. Well, uh, you... I set a base of three. I rolled a plus one on it, so that's four versus your one athletics. That's three physical stress. Okay, that's the three box checked off. So, you are extremely lucky that you had all of the dampening from that particular block. Because it basically took uh, a lot of the physical strain of this away. Uh, and it also prevented the um, other elements of this from really hitting you. So uh, everybody at the top of the stairs or partially down, you, you've seen Albion flick on his maglite, attempt to hail someone, and then in a 
burst of nightmarish energy get flung partway back up the stairs, rolling as he goes. All right, that's less than ideal. All right. Everyone, you realize now that uh, it doesn't even take alertness to spot this because it is just a pervasive thing. You realize now that you can hear a thumping. And Ro, Christine, it is not at all like the last time, but it is familiar. It is rhythmic. Oh, no. Oh, great. There is a terrifying realization for pretty much all of you. And that is followed by some really unpleasant sounds coming from outside of the mausoleum as well as in the crypt itself. No thanks. So, we gotta get to Nut Island, I guess. And the problem is that the friendship probably won't take us again. Since we, uh, I think we done fucked around with, uh, that poor captain. <laughs> yep. Hey, hey Tom. Hmm? I will tell you, you should probably not be drinking clinky ice stuff while saying lines. Yeah, fuck yeah. Alright, I'll do another take of that, I'm sorry. Fuck yeah, it's dude, okay. crack it open. <laughs> Swap that shit. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, oh my guys. God. No, it's, it's, fine. it's fine. It's funny. <laughs> Darius Darius got in on the joke, and I love it. Uh. Hell yeah, dude! Crip it and rip it. <laughs> well, so I know what's going at the end of this episode. That was the original motto for Beyblade. <laughs> it was! And then they were like, right. and then they were like, we gotta get rid of the grip part. So yeah, I gripped it and I ripped it, so. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.